Welcome to the podcast, live and local, in their words with Maddie Stewart. And uh, well, this is a podcast where we talk to some amazing people in our uh, local community, and there's always things happening in Warrnambool and the Great South Coast. And uh, I've known this bloke on a personal and a professional level uh, for a long period of time in my life, and uh, he's a bloke that wears his heart on his sleeve. Uh, he uh, fights for what he believes in, and uh, we say a very good afternoon to Peter Hewlin. How are you, Pete? Yeah, good, Matt. Really good, thanks. Now, mate, this is powered up, I should say this too, by the new Nissan Warrior Dual Cab Ute, okay? It's called the Beast. The Beast. And I reckon it's pretty oh, no. important that we've got you yeah. in here because I reckon you're going to be the Beast today. <laughs> All thanks to yeah. Clinton Bolsh, Warner Nissan, you can test drive the new Nissan Warrior Dual Cab Ute, now the Beast out at Clinton yeah. Bolsh. I'll go and have a look myself, I think. Doesn't it sound like a rig and a half? It does sound good. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, Pete, it's been a massive, massive couple of weeks for yourself, uh, standing down from council. This was a big step and, and, and big news, wasn't it? Yeah, look, I suppose it's been coming for a long time. Um, but, look, there just comes to a point where you just have to say enough's enough. Um, and it just a few things just recently that have gone on, which I just think were beyond the pale, um, and it affects me, as you said. I wear my heart on my sleeve, and I, um, I, I live every minute of um, of being a councillor. And um, it was just, you know, when I'm not sleeping and all that sort of stuff, and you you sort of worry about mental health um, yeah. issues, and you just got to say, well, I just can't be a part of it. The decisions that were being made, I just didn't want to be part of it anymore. Yeah, and, and Pete, you've been involved, what, 12, 14 years on local council? Yeah, nearly 12, yeah. Nearly 12 years, mm. so it's a long period of time, and it's been it's been a rocky road at times, it's fair to say, probably the majority of times, you know, there's always it's been... been difficult, yeah. But the thing is, as I say to, to everybody, that I've advocated consistently for live streaming of meetings yep and i would say that if we live stream meetings just doing that would f- would we would never be in this situation the way so, is so more transparency absolutely is like we talk about it we talk about it all the time this open and transparent council which yep. is just hilarious really um but if we actually did live streaming we would see people um making decisions on behalf of the people of warnable and because, let's face it, we've got a $90 million budget, mm. um, we would see how councillors um, discuss issues, how councillors react to other councillors making comments. Yep. Um, and I think that would clean it up in five minutes. And I've said to the minister that, uh, or the previous minister, that it should be mandatory. Like, it shouldn't be if the council decides whether we can do this or, or not. It just should be with every council... The meetings are live streamed. So if somebody says something that's that's offensive or people want to see why we made these decisions, they could easily just go back and say, well, this is how Councillor Hill, or, you know, in the past, yeah. um, uh, prosecuted the, the argument. Or this is how uh, he was ridiculed or laughed at or, you yeah. know, whatever it is. And I just think it would clean it up in, in two seconds. Unless you go to the council meetings, Pete, you, you haven't got gonna, a clue. You yeah. haven't got a clue. Yeah. I mean, you know, there were a lot of uh, reporters, and I won't mention names, that yep. reported consistently yep. on... Um, on the meetings that ne- I don't think I've ever seen them in a meeting in in uh, eleven and a half years. Now, so, how in the name of God can you you actually report on it? So, what 
are they getting just information fed to them the day of meetings um, to write their articles in? Is that is that how it works, Pete? Oh, I think it's just the spin machine. You know, yeah. the spin machine clicks in and council tells them what the story is or however it is, but they don't hear the, the real heartfelt argument or debate yeah. Yeah. Uh, on an issue. And I just think it's just so unprofessional. Um, and I think the the media really has a lot to answer for in this town for for not telling the people exactly what's been going on. And, and I'm obviously part of that yeah, media in some yeah. way, shape, or form. Um, you know, like and it's it's uh, it, it is. And, and and I suppose Pete, you know, getting back to your um, you know live streaming the meetings and all that kind mm. of stuff in this day and age with modern technology and, the, and how far it's come. Yeah, you would think it's just a no-brainer. It's pretty now. ABC stuff. Look, I can remember when Councillor Jennifer Lowe was on council. Yep. And um, Hudo used to let us come to the, the station and every week or fortnight we'd come here and we'd discuss an, an issue. Yep. And I felt that was really healthy for democracy to be actually able to know what council feels like, what or the fact that yeah. the fact that I stood down in Lybrick Street for eight years, you know, mm. every Saturday morning, which no one, no, no council has ever done anywhere in Australia, yeah, uh, to hear what people are saying and to justify. Um, why you made a particular decision. And at the end of the day, uh, you as councillors, the people of Warrnambool are who you represent. Well, I've always used to tell them, and they hate it every time I said it, is we are the servants of the people. We're elected to serve them. It's not an ego trip. It's not not about... Gee, you know, I, I I'm so useless. I can't do anything else. So I might get a, you might try and get into council. It's 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 a it's a really important thing to be a councillor and make honest, um, intelligent decisions. Do you think there's been egos oh, on council? God or was that just a silly question? You, could, <laughs> you couldn't jump over them, I tell you. <laughs> you know, and of course the you know would be uh, political animals. You know, who think they, you know, have a look at how they represent the town. Mm. And yet they think they can, you know, represent us in, on a state level. I mean, it's absolutely ludicrous. That's always one that's amazed me, um, you know, that like uh, the last elections, there yeah. was a couple of councillors that uh, put their hands up to get involved in politics. I must admit, I, I think it's a really grey area because, yeah. um, you know, it, it opens up a conflict of interest, oh, certainly on things. It has to. Look, I, I would have thought, Peter, and I, I don't know much about local council, but I would have thought that, you know, there was just a flat rule that you couldn't do that. Yeah, well, I would think that has to happen. Yeah. And I think, look, in a lot of councils in Melbourne, they will uh, vote along party lines. I'm not saying we're quite that bad yet, but, gee, I tell you what, we're only a heartbeat away from it. Mm, yeah. Now, mate, what was the straw that broke the camel's back for you? What was the what was the tipping point for yeah. Peter Hewland? Because, you know, you've, you've been through this journey for a, such a long period of time. What was it for you? There were two issues. Uh, the first one uh, has been the ongoing issue with horses on the beach, and that really came down to the information we were getting um, from the officers, and it was lacking. It was completely lacking. Um, so for us to make a, a, an informed decision, or certainly for me to make an informed decision, because that's what I want to do, yeah. I just felt I wasn't getting it. Yeah. And it was really confusing when you're... You know, when a group comes to you and, and, and you're told that they they represent, uh, you know, a particular... And I won't mention it, uh, who, yep. who it is, but, you know, they they, they represent this, this group. And then you, you go, well, OK, well, that's their position. Yep. And then you get a phone call from the head of that uh, uh, organisation and they say, why the hell 
weren't we there? Because we actually uh, are the spokespeople for that group. Mm. So we could have, or I could have voted on, on, in a certain way about this horses on the beach, but I actually didn't have the organisation's true uh, view on it. Yeah. And, and I just can't do that. I want to be absolutely juiced up on every bit of information I can. And it's very divisive because, I mean, I'm an environmentalist. Yeah. I don't want to uh, hurt the hooded plover or um, yeah. be disrespectful to the uh, Aboriginal concerns out there. Yeah. Uh, but, but you know, the council officers have a, have a duty to actually give us all the information, not just the information they want us to have. We want it. We, I want to have all of it. And and that's no. so for people that don't know, Pete. So you know, you you guys as council, you can't go through everything, can you? You know, you, you guys are fed certain that's information. Right. You've got to have trust. To yeah. yeah, you got to have trust in your information. So you reckon this is broken down? Oh, completely. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I'm not saying that every everything is, but there are certain um, situations you vote on. You actually are juiced up pretty well yourself. Because of people that come into the, in my case, into the shop, or you just have your, the knowledge anyway. Yeah. And the second one is the um, platypus, which I didn't realise how vulnerable they were. Yeah. Uh, I live uh, in an area on the river, and I have, over the last 20 years, worked with Land for Wildlife, which is an uh, you plant out an area with natural or native um, vegetation. Yep. And if you have an endangered uh, species, they can release it into your block. And I planted 5,000 trees, which is, you know, yeah, fantastic. Wow. It's a great thing for me and the yep. bird life and all that's great. Yeah. And I also realised we had a couple of platypus directly in front of uh, my place. I have quite a substantial frontage to the river. Yep. And I also used to see these little rat things going along, and I uh, thought, you know, said to the wife, you know, the bloody rats. And well, what I found out is those things are more endangered than the platypus. Wow. Yeah, and they're actually the type that we have. <laughs> I've been told by the Aboriginal people that they're actually a, uh, some cousin of the uh, possum. Right. They're actually a rat, but they're so. So, so they're called a rat, are they? Or, or uh, like, is it a river uh, rat or something? Rakai, I think, is how they, yeah, what right. they call them. But anyway, so without any. Without any information given to council, like when we get a report, and I don't want to bore you with all this sort of yeah, stuff, but yeah. when you get a report, you normally get a site-specific um, uh, plan, a map, and then you get um, a an example of, of what's going in a particular area. Yep. Um, and all that sort of detail that you get. Now, in this case, they were going to put a, or they have now, put in a pontoon down on the... Um, on the river, a fishing pontoon. Now, I've looked into it, you know, after I sort of found out where it was actually going, which is in the middle of this land for wildlife area where the platypus are, I got onto the platypus um, conservation place and they told me and they wrote to council saying this would be the worst place because the last thing you want around platypus is, is fishing line. Right. And what happens is f fishermen get their lines caught, they cut them, and then the line goes in the water. Nobody can monitor yeah. what's there. And the poor little buggers get caught in it. Yeah. And they strangle themselves and, and die a hideous death. Yeah. Uh, and there's plenty of examples um, that, that these people have given the council, gave us all this information. And, of course, none of that gets into any report. Right. So you did not see that information? No, no, nothing. Before the vote? No. See, there was no dial right. before you dig yeah. to, do, to put this thing in. And they were within a metre of the main pressured sewer line, asbestos-lined sewer, 
that goes across the river. So they could have dug straight through that and put a 50-foot tower of shit into the air yeah. and polluted the whole river. Now, pro, one process after another, you never put anything in without doing what they call a precinct plan. You know, so we didn't do any of that. We So do, do you reckon they didn't do that because you live in that area, Pete? Is, absolutely. Yeah, right. It's a personal thing. Yeah. And there's one councillor in particular that drove it. Yeah. And we don't have to name that we won't name for that. legal reasons. No, but but, but so yes, and and so this is, you know, you you truly believe that the vindictiveness of another councillor yeah. has is yeah. purposefully because they knew that it was in your yeah. backyard. Well, I'm very so to passionate. Speak. Well, I'm yeah. very passionate about it. And look, I'm selling the, the property, and you know, I'll yeah. move on and away you go. But the platypus, yeah. which I see as a tremendous, we've see even with the fires, Maddie, we've got river systems and billabongs and all that that have been completely polluted. And even Al Jazeera, the, the, the um, news uh, um, company, yeah, yeah. They, they've, they've actually um, cited that, that the platypus is really under threat. Yeah. Um, we've had it in our last report, our last annual report, how threatened these platypus are and they'll be soon to be in the, in the um, endangered um, species. Like, we yeah. write it in our own reports. And when it comes to actually protecting them well we don't do that mm. um i just don't get it and i just think it's sick i yeah. find it really just repulsive so so information not getting fed uh the right information so then and then therefore... voting on voting on personalities not on not on facts we know yeah. that's going to really upset that guy because he's worked so hard to create this thing and instead of saying wouldn't it be fantastic if we actually made that whole area, that whole river part up upstream of the weir, yep. um, a, a, a sanctuary so the people could actually come and look at them? Mm. It would be actually a tourist attraction. Put your fish in where it's not going to bother the, the, um, the platypus. Yeah. But the biggest joke to me now is that in the precinct report, which they've now done, there's another platform to go down, lower down in the river, and guess where that's going? Platypus Park. Yeah, you can't believe how anybody could do that. The threatened yeah. species, and they're putting infrastructure which they know will kill these these um, little mammals. Yeah, uh, it's just a complete case of bastardry. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, it's yeah, and 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 you touched on it there, but I, I want to come back to it, like. Um, you know, like personalities and mm. voting, and from an outsider looking in, you know, and I, I, you know, I've read the articles and I've seen stuff, and you know, like for the last twelve years, everyone involved, like it seems like um, there's always been factions in that council office. Yeah, there has, but I'd I'd say to you that if you look back at what my concerns have been over the years, and the minority of councillors have been. They've pretty much been proven 100% right. Yeah. Now that we're finding out all these issues of bullying and and that and the toxicity in the council itself and the poor staff that, you know, are leaving, being forced out of their place because they just can't stand it any longer, um, these are all the things that we've brought up over the last 10 years, which we were ridiculed about. Now it's all it's all come to the surface. Mm. Now. I, I can hold my head up very proudly, but I know that there's a number of councillors there that should be absolutely ashamed of their performance and not 
supporting common sense things that we should have been doing to, to make the, the working environment better for our workers. And does that come back again to that those personality clashes? You know, like it was kind of, you know, one faction, you know, wanted this to happen, the other faction didn't. Yeah, well, look, as I've said, you know, I, I was at a meeting uh, once and, a, and another councillor got up and said, I'll never vote for anything that Councillor Hewland puts forward. On record, on record, yeah, and wow. of course, of course, there's no rec- no tape of it or anything like that, but that's true. And the mayor at the time, I can remember him smiling, thinking it was a great joke. Yeah, well, you know, that's pretty that's sad, pretty big, isn't it? Well, that's pretty, pretty big sad. words in a yeah. public forum to get yeah. up and uh, and and I suppose put that out there. That's um, that's yeah. huge. Yeah, look, if you actually go through back through all my notes, because I keep everything that I've. That I, you know, everything that yeah. gets said or any of that, I write it all down. I write it down, I sign it, and I time it, you know, whatever time it comes, whatever the time they say. So I can back up everything that I say with, with facts on, on all this stuff for the last 11 and a half years. Yeah. Mm. Now, Pete, you just mentioned it, bullying. Mm. Um, and, I, and I know uh, talking to you privately over the journey, mm. um, you know, like you feel... Like you've definitely, oh, no you know, question. been bullied oh, absolutely. In, in the council chambers. Well, it's like this. Exclusion is a form of bullying. Now, mm. anybody that says that I haven't been excluded has been living on Mars. Yeah. It's just, it's obvious to everybody. And you can go back through phone records if you, you know, if anyone wants to sue me. You go back through phone records and see how often mayors in particular uh, would ring me and, and, and discuss stuff. And it's pretty a pretty sad state. Yeah. All so, the, so you're saying they'd never ring you? Nah. So nah. never never really oh, part look, of the conversation? Well, you know, I mean, one was there for two years. I've got records of two phone calls in two years now. How, how that works, how you think you're going to have a working relationship with people if you don't contact them. And, and just to put it into perspective, how, you know, so say that mayor, how often would he have spoke to the other councillors? Oh, I've got no idea. Yeah. I can only talk for myself. But look, I, I don't want to, you know, make this about you know poor old woe is me yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a yeah. big boy but uh it uh, it's just really disappointing when you think of all the opportunities we've had as a council um that just haven't been realized and how mm. much better off i think we would have been if we'd actually considered some of the things that were were put forward yeah now, i spend all my holidays and you ask my wife it drives her nuts when we're overseas going and visiting councils and talking to them about opportunities that they do that we could bring back here yeah and to try and get them to actually you know get to to to, to the base you know like i did a um a presentation to council the other day, which I've never been able to do before. And one of the councillors just got up and walked out. You know, like yeah, wouldn't did, even didn't, didn't even listen. Nah, just uh, it's, it's pretty it's, sad. It's about yeah, respect, isn't it? You know. Well, like, I think it have, is. Have you on the flip side? Have you ever have you ever walked out of someone doing a presentation or anything like that? Your nah, fellow councillors, they'd put... have to have an idea for me to you know. Like, <laughs> uh, look, the thing is, look, even with garbage and stuff like that, the amount of uh, things that I've come back to council with relating to garbage which is now a big a, a big issue but we could have been miles in front mm. had we actually listened uh to some of the things that i've i've brought back but yeah and i know yeah. you've always been innovative I've, I've had conversations over the yeah. journey with you about ideas you know i remember one of those ideas was a walkway kind of linking deakin university along the, the river and stuff yeah that's right we, we've like i i I often walk around, you know, in yeah. our, our great paths. I reckon we've got some unbelievable beach walks and that in Warrnambool. We do. You're yeah. right, but we can add to it and make well, it better again, can't we? I just say to anybody, and I, I've taken politici- politicians out to Thunder Point, you know, and you walk along that cliff edge there around a shelly beach, 
And you see the opportunities that we have to work with the Aboriginal community to give them employment and yep. a, a, and a future um, with an education sort of uh, yeah. scenario to teach people about the rich history of, of the uh, Aboriginal people that were here. Yeah. You know, we could get the old gas and fuel site, set up a an area where kids could come down, school groups could come down on the train um, and stay right there within 100 metres of the of the railway station. And close to the main street. Well, absolutely. And be able to say, they, they'd come down and go, gee, it's fantastic, we're in this adventure playground. <laughs> so they want to come down for that. And at the same time, we can teach them all about the Aboriginal history, the volcanoes and all that sort of stuff. I see the education side of, of uh, tourism, you know, enormous opportunity for us. And you put these sort of things to the council, which is, uh, I mean, it wouldn't take much for it to, to become a, a reality. Mm. Just not interested. Yeah, yeah. Until, you know, maybe maybe it's something that they can put forward as their idea a couple of years down the track uh, for their political careers. We certainly haven't been proactive with things. Not at all. Look at McGannon's, for God's sake. Yeah. I mean, you know, you go up there, someone was just saying to me before I came down here um, for this interview, just, you know, they had friends from Melbourne, they came down and they went out to these people and they said, God, you know, we went up to McGannon's to have a look at the view and all you're seeing is tea tree. Yeah. You I've know. always wondered, Pete, too, like why the road doesn't kind of maybe wander through up there somewhere, you know, where you see a bit more beach. Well, I just... No, look, mate, I'm, I'm all, all for um, health and fitness and walking and all that sort of stuff. I just reckon that if you can get the, the paths right and all that sort of stuff, yeah. we want a healthier, you know, healthy body, healthy mind. Uh, I'm really into that. So I yeah, reckon I... you need to get people out of the cars and... But, you know... There are people that can't get out of cars. So yeah. you sit up at McGannon's yeah. and, you know, like we used to do. Mm. Uh, well, I used to. You're a bit younger. You may not have even remembered what it was like, mate. You have the old panel van, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the old sand man. That's it. <laughs> Windows <yeah>. down. <laughs> hey, listen, um, I, I want to go back. So, you know, look, yeah. and, and, you know, being in council for 12 years, mm. uh, being a councillor, you've never been mayor. Mm. And it's always surprised me, um, mm. you know, and I, I just... I think, and, and this is only me personally, and I've stated mm. this on the record, I, I think you deserve the opportunity to become mayor at some point because you've weathered a lot over the journey, and I just think that uh, the opportunity was there. The only thing I'd say, oh, look, I don't need to be mayor to fulfil me as a person. Yep. My life is pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, really good. Yeah. Uh, but I just think being mayor, you can actually drive things, and I think that I could have got a lot more stuff done in the town. Uh, that's that's the disappointment for me personally. Yeah. Because I know I am, you know, um, I'm an ideas person. I yeah. am, and I oh, have. I, I attest to that. Yeah, and I have a standard. And I remember another councillor saying to me once, uh, she said, um, "Oh, Peter, your standards are too high." And I said, "Well, I'm not going to lower them to yours. I yeah. want the t I want the city to be, you know, of a high stand. I want to be in front." And the other thing we used to have was. Um, surveys and they'd say you know oh we're we're state average fantastic we're state average and i'd look at them and say that's a failure yeah, if you're average you're just like everybody else yeah, how about yeah. being first stand out how about being first yeah and one of the things that i've been i brought back well a couple of things i brought back from last year i spent two months in europe is i couldn't believe in italy northern italy how they have 
um, council owned and, and, and run uh, speed uh, cameras in the in the city. Yep. Now you just what, so ima- they're getting the revenue. Yeah, getting the revenue. Oh, now wow. one place I go to in Germany, the guy there was telling me again this year when I met with him, he said they make two million bucks a year for their city, and the, the city is definitely not as big as Warren was, about twenty thousand people. Yep. And they've only got a few of these things. They're, they're, they're just the cash cows for the, the city. Yeah. But so, doesn't that make sense? Well, it does. And the thing is that, you know, you, you can put them in, say, down, going down Mortlake Road Hill. So yep. I see that every day, the cars speeding down that hill. Yeah. You'd make a fortune just in that, had one speed camera there alone. Yeah. Now, even people's just, it's them breaking the law, isn't it? And that's you know. right. And, and the police haven't got time. And they shouldn't be wasting time, I don't think, sitting in a car with a speed camera. Mm. And that's what they, they found in Europe. Now, they say, okay, well, but nobody does it. Well, that's right. Nobody does it. So why can't we be the first? Why yeah. can't we lobby the state Great government? Great idea. I reckon that's and, brilliant. And, yeah, and be the... Be the place that you know is, is you know come to Warnable and see how it all works. It's it's like you're creating your own business. Well, I just reckon there are that many ideas like that. Yeah, you know that we we could be adopting, but because of personalities, I think because mm. I'm sure if if it was brought up by uh, other people in the council, it would have been oh, it would have been the best thing going. Yeah, but because you you think because you oh, brought absolutely. it up, there's no question. There's no question. So getting back, have you been close to becoming mayor? Like, did you nearly yeah, have the votes? Yeah, no, I had um, last... When uh, Robert Anderson became mayor, I was told by a particular councillor, yes, it's your turn and, you know, blah, 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 and, you know, you're the right man. And and then they got to him, of course, and um, he spun the other way without even telling me. Um, and as I say, I don't, I don't lose sleep over it, but I just think it's really sad that, you know, if you've got a bit of ability and, and, and you've got to drive and... and uh, you know, that you're not given the opportunity. I think it's, again, it's just, you know, striving for mediocrity and you achieve it. Well, yeah. I, I've never strived to be, you know, the second best upholsterer in the world. I want to be, want the, to be the best, best. one. Yeah, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, absolutely not. There's nothing wrong with it no. at all. What about the last 12 months, Pete, like in council? Like, there's been a lot going on, new CEO, yeah. um, you know, like, and, and a lot of people from the outside, you know, like, and I must admit, I've never met Peter Snyder, not that I have to, no. but like, uh, you know, like he's, he's. I, I know he had to kind of come in and batten down the hatches and he's been through a really awkward time, but he, mm. he kind of needs to kind of start getting out there. That's only my opinion. What are your thoughts? Yeah, look, I think he's, um, he's come in and um, inherited a, a pile of crap that, I knew was there, um, and he was told none of this. Uh, so I feel sorry for him, but I think that for a single person to come into that organisation that needs a complete turn turn upside down, like it needs to be given a massive shake, I, I just can't see how he can possibly do it, no matter how good he is. I, I just can't see it. And that's where I thought that the the minister should have actually sacked the council because there were obviously so many problems. I mean, they talk about the credit card thing. The credit card thing's just, you know, the bullying is the real problem, yeah. I think. Well, Bernie Northeast has come out and she's virtually yeah. supported that, hasn't oh, she? Absolutely. Well, absolutely. Yeah, there's look, there's been Bernie and, and, and another lady as well who's and another chap that's come out and said, no, we can't, we just can't tolerate it. And I guess, you know, with those people of that calibre, saying I can't handle it it made me, it made it actually a lot easier for me to say actually I admire those people 
I'm one of them. Yeah. I can't stand it any longer myself. Did did you as councillors, you know, you just mm. said then there's been calls to, you know, to come in and, you know, shut it down. Like, mm. Did you as councillors talk about that? No. Never God, discussed? No. no, because it doesn't doesn't fit their agenda. Mm. There are people there for to advance the city, and, you, and, and, and I would say that the way it's working now, we're not advancing the city. I think that we need to actually clean the place out. So I'd be prepared to... To, to step aside for the government to come in. But other people, it doesn't suit their agendas. Mm. So, Pete, the question's going to be, you've, mm. you've stepped down now. Yeah. Election's coming up in October. Like, are mm. you going to put your hand back up or you know, are you going to wait to see who's going to put their hand back up? Because from an outsider, again, looking in, mm. you know, it's kind of, I'd be sitting there thinking, well, who's going to put their hand up at the moment and get involved? It's Yeah, look, it's not about, um, it's not about me getting in, really. It's about having a much higher level of counsellor. You know, as I say, it's a $90 million business. Yeah. If you had a $90 million business, would you have anybody that's on council on your board? And that's the question everybody's got to yeah. ask themselves. Yeah. Regardless of what you think of the people, are they business-orientated enough to make the right decisions to safeguard your $90 million? Mm. And I think it's that... It's a big gig, isn't it? Well, it is a big gig. But you can be as incompetent as anything and still be there. Um, but I just think that I'm hoping that um, some people with really high credentials run that have a business uh, understanding. Um, and if that's the case, oh, look, I've, I'm not saying I don't miss it because I do miss it. I, I see opportunities everywhere and I just can't help myself. And yeah. I drive my wife mad um, because of that. Um, but I'd be more than happy not to run again if, uh, you know, we, we got some decent people there. But I have no intention of running again, yeah. but it's not to say that I won't. Yeah. I, I, you know, We've I'm got not, a few I'm months not. to let the dust settle. Yeah, but I'm really, I've got to say, I'm humbled with the amount of people that have come into the shop. Like, they're still coming in now uh, in their droves. Um, and, and, and I think... Well, there's no doubt they did actually appreciate that I tried, and I really did yeah. try to, to do what I could for the city. Um, and I know that I have a lot to offer, and it's really sad with people that want to be there, have a lot to offer, that just go, I just can't do it any longer. Yeah. I just want decent people to, to be on that council. Yeah. Yeah, I mm. think I think everyone does. But you decent, know? you know, business people and stuff like that. You know, I remember yeah. the days, back in the day, you know, you had some really seriously successful business people in that council and it worked yeah and it worked but and they wouldn't tolerate this garbage that's going on now they just wouldn't tolerate it yeah yeah and and pete you know we've we've spoken before in the past too you know like you've had many sleepless nights i've had Mm. tony herbert in a radio interview break Mm. down you know like Mm. in in tears virtually you know like it there's a lot of pressure comes with it you know how yeah but the sad part is with tony he could have actually made a difference because he had the support he had the support to have four votes to do whatever he wanted to do. So for him to start crying about how tough it is is a bit of a joke to me. And he needs to man up. He needs to get a lot tougher or, or not be there because you can't please everybody every, you know, every minute. Well, I think that's a mistake people make, isn't well, it? Well, absolutely. And while you, you know, you've got people there that are promote, self-promoting themselves or their political careers, um, you can't, as a mayor, just keep, oh, you know, I don't want to upset a or B or whatever. No, you've got to look at the issue that you want to get across, get the four votes and make it happen. Mm. Uh, 
all the time working with, with, with everybody, but at the end of the day, if you upset somebody to make a good decision, why not do it? Yeah. Why yeah. not do it? And that's, I'm, I'm disappointed with Tony in that respect that, you know, I think he's a decent guy, but God almighty, you know, talk about, you know, you go, go to the barricades and you're going to jump over the top and, and charge, charge the opposition. Well, you get to the barricades and then he's hit, hit reverse and bolted out the back. Yeah. And is, is that just, does that come with just the gun shyness with everything that's going on in the last 12 no. months, Pete? Or you, you think it's... Mate, I could have done it in, in, you know, in a break. Like, really, there's, yeah. there's no big deal about what needed to be done, but you need to be strong yeah. and to unite the council. And I, I um, gave the council a book called Lincoln on Leadership, and it talks about what a leader does and how he leads people that he might find difficult. He might not even, or she might not even like. That doesn't come into it. Whether you well, like it somebody, come into it, that's no, right. it shouldn't. But they don't. I, I don't. I've never been in a council with a lead with a, with a real leader. We've got people that, you know, are, are, are mayors, but sadly lacking in, mm. in leadership skills. Yeah, and oh. I, I've always, my thought process is, and this is, and I've, you know, I'm 43, I've got no real, you know, like knowledge of stuff like this, but my, my thought process is, Pete, that if you're going to go on council, you're going to put your hand up. Mm. You don't worry about what's happened between me and Peter Hewlin or me and Sue Cassidy or me and Robbie Anderson or me and Dave Owen. Mm. You know, you just sit there and you look at the facts, you decide, you talk to your people that you're representing mm. and then you make your decision. Well, you know, I've like it, it shouldn't be, oh, it's always 4-3. Yeah, but see, I've never walked into a meeting and I've said this to Tony especially. I said, have you ever known me to vote um, against something because councillor such and such put it up? Because yeah. I've never done that yeah. on anything in 11 and a half years. And the minute that you do that, you shouldn't be there. Yeah, I, I agree. And that happens all the time. Yeah, right. And yeah. that's why I say live stream the meetings. Yeah. And these people would not be, they certainly wouldn't be re-elected. And I'd think the people would throw them out. So who knocks the live streaming on the head? Is it you guys as councillors vote on it? Yeah. So it's always... Ever heard of 4-3? So that's how it's always gone. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. How many times that come up? Oh, too many. Too many. Yeah. But as I said, I've said to the minister uh, that it should be mandatory, that it, it just every council should have a clear, accurate record of the meetings, and that means live streaming. So you can see when a councillor is trying to express himself, if somebody is ridiculing him on the side, you can actually see that happen. And God help us, I'm sick to death of having that done to me <laughs> yeah. consistently. You know, the the big um, size and the, you know, oh, oh God, the roll into the eyes and all this stuff. Well, that's stuff you can't put into words, is it? You no, know, you, you can't. can't but the people that sit there, they can't believe it. Yeah. They cannot believe the behaviour of some of them there. Yeah. Now, Pete, if you were mayor mm. or if you were CEO, mm. right now you're in there. How would you fix everything? How would you fix the bullying, the credit card scandal, the perception of cancer? What would you do? Yeah, that's a that's an interesting one, Matt, off the off the top. But um, I think you have to go through every department, and you have to get the people. If I was Peter Schneider, get the people that work for you to feel completely confident and comfortable to come in uh, and speak to you um, without the fear of retribution because we all know the whistleblower 
is the one that always gets canned. Mm. The perpetrator usually comes out as a, a victim. Mm. Um, so th- that's something. And, and again, it, the mayor is simple. The, the mayor's situation, sorting out the council would be very easy. And that's just understanding what leadership is uh, and uniting the council. You don't have to like each other. That's that's just... Uh, we hope they do, but but I don't uh, I don't see it. I used to, you know, when I first became a councillor, I used to invite um, councillors every weekend to my place uh, for pizzas, and I bought a heap of um, really good French wine um, <laughs> online, and I, I hit the jackpot. It was three hundred odd bucks a bottle, like it was really good stuff, and I got it for a peanut. And I used to say, "Come round to the home, and you know, have a drink, and you know, have just have some fellowship." Yeah, yeah, nah. No, it just never happened. Never happened. No, nah, no. Nah, they just couldn't do it. Yeah. And I just think that's... Uh, that's. But unless you're in that sort of mayoral position to, to try and work that through, as a councillor, you can't really do a lot. Mm. Makes it difficult, doesn't mm. it, mate? Yeah. Makes it difficult. Mm. Now, listen, uh, we've got the, uh, I suppose, the recounting of the votes now because yeah. you've stood, stood down as council. Mm. This is coming up, I think it's March 12th? Yeah, 11, I think. March yeah. 11? Yeah. What's going to happen? I don't know. I really don't know. I've, um, I mean, I've, I think I had a really good relationship with uh, Jennifer Lowe when she was a councillor, and I think people yep. um, respected the way that we work together. She's an extremely intelligent uh, lady. Um, I would have thought that she would have got a lot of my second votes. Yeah. Um, I think Peter Sokopoulos and Brian Kelson and. Um, Christine Thompson, you know, also would have got a, a number of my votes. but And there's others there too, I, I would imagine. Um, who, who would you like to see in there? Um, Can you say or you don't want to say? Look, I probably don't really want to say, but I just think there would have to be somebody there that's not just there to warm the seats. Yeah, I think this is such a critical time well, in our council. You can have about, council. what, four or five months in there before yeah, the next election? six elections. months, I think, yeah, yeah. But you need, I think you need somebody in there that will support the CEO, if he's doing the right thing, um, and, uh, and 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 represent the people. Yeah. So yeah. I just think at the moment we're just we're like a rudderless ship. Yeah. Just a rudderless ship. I just want to ask you before we wrap it yeah. up. You just said then support the CEO. Yeah. At times with the former CEO like Bruce Bruce yeah. Hanson. Yeah. Do you feel like you supported him? Um, I supported him, but I also put, um. When he needed support, when he was doing what what was needed to be done for our city, absolutely, I supported him 100%. Yeah. But I'm not an idiot when it comes to with numbers and dollars and cents and uh, business in general and opportunities. And I was extremely disappointed with uh, the running of our city by uh, Bruce Hanson. Absolutely. And I put in two uh, notice of motions of no confidence in him. Um, I was very disappointed with the amount of people that left our council unhappy. Um, and I think our staff turnover under him was, was not good. And I think the culture under him was not good. And, um, and I saw the lost opportunities again um, that, that weren't uh, grabbed hold of. So um, all in all, I think it was a lost opportunity. And in fact, I'll tell you a story. This you will love this because <laughs> I haven't told you this one. <laughs> Give me a story. I remember when we were we were discussing the reappointment of Bruce Hanson, and one of the councillors says we had to re- we have to reappoint him because we could get someone even worse. <laughs> You're joking? <laughs> no, I'm not. Let's say, that's how long ago we're we talking. Oh, I don't want to say. <laughs> wow. 
Wowzers. See, I th- I think that every every um every four years, whatever their contract is, I think that it should be open. Um, it just shouldn't be a reappointment so, so, of anything. So reapply. Absolutely reapply. Yeah. And if and if Bruce is the man that's performed and done everything, that's fantastic. But w- there might be somebody really brilliant out the back, mm. uh, waiting uh, to, to to with a vision that's that can say, look, I if I come in here, this is what I'm prepared to do, and we either accept that or we don't. But I just think to just to continually reappoint somebody because we could get someone worse. Well. I don't, don't sort of think that's a great way to run anything. It's a big statement, isn't it? It is, yeah. Are they still on council? I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I've really enjoyed the chat. It's uh, It's been candid. And uh, and as I said at the top, you know, you wear your heart on your sleeve. Um, you're passionate about what you do. You know, love you or hate you. And, and I know myself personally, over the journey, we've disagreed at different times on certain things. Yeah. Um, but we've always got along with, uh, on with, on with stuff. And, uh, and, and you know, and I, I think, honestly, personally, you've done a, a wonderful job. And I think, uh, you know, it's sad that it's ended this way. Uh, I, I'm not... I'm, I'm thinking myself that it's not going to be the end for yourself. That's only my gut feeling. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate you coming in and uh, being open, being honest, and uh, and sharing your story with us. Yeah, thanks, Matt. I, um, as I say, I just thank the people of Warrnambool for believing in me and 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 voting and um, voting for me, and uh, just the, the the beautiful comments that they've made to me since I've left. Uh, I think it's a sad time for Warrnambool, and I just encourage anybody with any ability. Um, to consider running for council. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's going to be an interesting time. Yeah, thanks, Matt. It's certainly going to be an interesting time. But as I said, uh, we appreciate what you've done. We appreciate you coming in. We appreciate you making the effort and uh, being nice and uh, candid and honest with us, as always. Uh, live and local. In their words is the podcast. Uh, you can subscribe to it. Uh, you can uh, download it and uh, you can listen to it on any of your forms of uh, podcasts. Do you, like, do you like hunters and collectors? Uh, <laughs> I suppose I better say yes. <laughs> Throw your arms around me, mate. This is a great way to yeah, go out. Good on you. Hey, and it's all thanks to Clinton Bowl, Schwannable Nissan, the all-new Nissan Warrior dual cab ute. Uh, it's called the Beast. The Beast. I reckon I've just had a chat to the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> Sit back you. and have a listen. Good on you, Pete. Good great you, to mate. talk to you, big fella. Righto. Oh, uh-huh.